Hey guys, welcome back to the newest episode of 20s and Abroad. Today, me, Gerda, will be your host. And the victim of today's episode will be Elvis from our home country, Latvia. Hi, Elvis. How are you? Hi there. I'm feeling good today. How about you, Gerda? I am feeling very well. Thank you so, so much. Um, so before we jump right in, uh, I have to say that Elvis and me are passionate tennis lovers. So this is an episode. This episode might take some interesting turns and comebacks, uh, topics related to the this sport. But till then, Elvis, uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your birthplace, languages, anything you want us to know about you. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for inviting to the podcast, and I've uh, been listening uh, and supporting you since the beginning. I guess you know mm-hmm. uh, I know Carolina pretty pretty well, uh, and uh, yeah, apparently I know you as well uh, from the tennis courts, which is <laughs> really nice. Uh, but yeah, my my story is a bit uh, interesting. I'm actually born born and raised in uh, in Latvia uh, from a city called Rezekne, which is like. I would say it's like a small city in top 10 in Latvia, but still small. So um, I'm 24 years old currently, let's say, working uh, in uh, one of, let's say, future possible unicorns uh, that uh, fintech startups in Lithuania. So so as you know, my kind of lifestyle now is a bit transitioning between different countries and last let's say covid covid years was uh, basically traveling a lot between all the baltic countries and uh, i guess uh, i will definitely tell you more stories and some some fun elements today uh, but yeah i am passionate in um, in sports uh, in tennis uh, also do a lot of kind of support to local let's say mentorship programs like uh, sport go, uh, women uh, go tech and uh, helping just young kind of entrepreneurs uh let's say from high school to you know build amazing products yeah because uh, all my sphere that i'm related is uh, related to the product building and specifically to mobile applications and i guess if we are using even the one of your tools today it's uh, as well available for mobile application in, in mobile world so yeah mm-hmm. that's that's my life uh in in short that's a lot, I'll say that. And you're only 24 years old, which is very impressive. Um, so, and your English is fascinating. Do you mind sharing us where and how did you learn your language, like English? Yeah, so, um, you know, I was uh, actually my languages uh, since the childhood, I knew pretty, pretty well uh, Latvian and Russian because because my family is a bit of mix. So um, let's say I'm good at these languages. And then, I mean, starting from from the school, I kind of felt that, oh, this, this English language, English language will be really needed uh, in the future because uh, I had already this sense that, oh, I would definitely would live at some point abroad and I will work abroad and that's that's maybe why I you know did did extra but mm-hmm. the language was not always uh, always good I would say even though during high school you know English classes was like uh, amazing and for me it was really challenging to you know learn those hard texts because I, I I basically learned them really hard and then you need you know to basically sentence by sentence I could retell them mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, after graduating high school, I actually was not using English that much. 
so I basically skipped let's say one or two years because uh, my kind of first major was chemistry which is interesting hmm. uh, but uh, then uh, I kind of decided to go to another study field uh, study finance and business administration and uh, basically this was the first step when i said to myself i want to actually graduate in latvia some university that uh, where 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 the subjects are taught in english and i think because because by the end of the day this mission still was like uh, present so i want to work for an international company i want to work for with international colleagues and the english mm-hmm. is a, just a must and and uh, yeah of course i know german uh, as well uh, a bit uh, but now oh. it's not so much used yeah mm-hmm. um, but um, but yeah I, I think uh, I am not so polyglot like my brother for example my brother I think knows like five six languages wow. and he has even like a certificate in in uh, German language so that's uh, that's about it but definitely I would love to learn I guess maybe Spanish additionally <laughs> and Japanese maybe in wow. some, some later future yeah that's an exotic language that's for sure it's a, one of the pretty i would say hardest ones but it's very so so appealing to the ears it's i don't know i love japanese language beautiful um i tried i tried chinese i tried chinese because one of uh one of my kind of uh close close friends uh she's um she's teaching kids uh, oh. Chinese because she lived in China and then she kind of explored this language uh, learned uh, and yeah now she's as well teaching and actually working in Chinese company in Latvia which is I mean amazing benefit wow. for her. yeah <laughs> maybe we know we might know the same person that <laughs> oh, maybe that's impressive wow really cool um well sounds like you do have uh, experience in uh uh, not only like traveling, but also in languages, which is amazing. Um, but but I've, I've heard some stories from uh, our host, the uh, other host, Carolina, that you're a big traveler. And uh, you have one specific story you would like to tell us, maybe, <laughs> since you've been traveling uh, a lot within Baltics. Um, is there anything you would like to tell us about the, that case? Yeah, sure. I think uh, what Carolina is actually actually meant is one one story that uh, I was telling her about when I was like I think sixteen back uh, back it was like oh it was two thousand fourteen I guess or something like that, uh, and um, I, I decided to apply for a summer job. You know, like uh, my my kind of one of family friends asked, hey, uh, do you want to spend your summer, earn good money, but it's not in Latvia, you need to go to Sweden. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what should I do? And, and they they said, oh, you need to plant trees. I was like, whoa, like, you know, my, my kind of all family business is really, and all my family is really tied to the, let's say, forestry and wood business. But I said to myself during the high school that I do not want to do it like mm-hmm. forestry and wood woods but um, then I, I thought mm, maybe this is like my my spot where should I you know put put uh, put something from me and um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I, I accepted this challenge and basically started to preparing uh, you know we needed to go uh, in May uh, already there uh, already to Sweden and what's what's interesting it was the the northern part of Sweden so it's mean it's like above the middle of the Sweden and it's 
the summers there are really hot like mm -hmm. summer starts in may and it's crazy but the catch is here that uh, the the job itself is really tough because you need to plant the trees uh you know uh, the speed matters and you need as well to bring i don't know 70 80 kilos on your no as a backpack with all the plants wow. and then you go uphill yeah for i don't know some place because you have a dedicated area where you can plant and basically the more uh you plant yeah the, the more you get so it's as mm -hmm. easy as that and uh it was a really interesting experience i would say because it gave you like at least me it gave me to understand how this um let's say grown-up life really uh, really is because you are really surrounded with let's say grown-up man that spends the summer you know working mm -hmm. this job and as well i understood myself that maybe i want to you know be more let's say uh not not into outdoors but i want to you know have create digital products indoors yeah. you know have, have an office but but still i like i love nature but uh yeah i think that was amazing experience and the fun fact was uh one amazing moment when i was basically we had the imagine like you had i don't know uh the field and the field uh, uh has uh i don't know grass that is like two meters like christoph porzingis yeah and and you mm -hmm. are like <laughs> one meter 83 basically you do you do not see your your mates and um i was like i was uh, listen, uh, I was hearing some some whisper, and I was like uh, kidding because because my friend like as well schoolmate uh, was saying to him, Reynolds, hey man, stop joking, you know we are we are planting here and uh, I'm a bit afraid as well, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then a Paris like it's not the person, uh, but it's uh, it's you know it's uh, it's Stirno in Latvian, but uh, oh, you remember. the Bambi. Yeah, Bambi. Yeah, so Bambi. so the Bambi, uh, and uh, basically Bambi appeared in front of me, and we were like, you know, and and this the, you can put the love music there. I mean, I was really afraid because you <laughs> saw like Bambi just just one meter from you, and you were staring, and uh, she, and she was staring at me. I was staring uh, at her. Like eyes were like you know like some synergy, and we were afraid. We both were afraid, and uh, and then I mean she left me. So but. That's that was like a crazy moment because and why I'm telling this because in the same uh let's say kind of area we saw a lot of beers, like beers, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the beer, polar bears and stuff. That's uh, insane. And they, they, are, they are really dangerous and uh, you need to kind of, you have a GPS tracker where where they ca can potentially be. And so it, it was a really dangerous job. But by the end of the, let's say those uh, next uh, five months, I planted like half million trees something like that insane so. well that's wow that's uh amazing no you did you contributed to our world like by insane amount you know like it's yeah, at, super least, valuable. at least to you to, uh, at least to you to all the 20s and abroad listeners to my family members you know <laughs> so our co2 consumption is now legit and everything is good so we can Literally. we can, uh, <laughs> We no. we can we can use gas and fuel cars. So. <laughs> oh, it, that would be that simple. No, this is amazing. Thank you for that. Wow. Yeah, but um, uh, th this is well message. I mean, uh, I think uh, as as you know, your listeners definitely are uh, like let's say younger generation, and uh, I just want to 
uh, give this idea that you you should definitely experience something like that even if like it's i don't know three to five um, months job somewhere i don't know in italy let's say mm-hmm. be uh, like gathering some grapes and then making wine i think this is a fantastic opportunity so it, it gives different perspective uh, for for upcoming years Oh, 100%. And you said that you got this opportunity uh, through your networkings? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were just, you know, uh, kind of a bunch of friends. Because, you know, my, my city, it's like, it's really small city. And mm-hmm. uh, some kind of, like, we get introduced. Because uh, they were doing it a lot. And, uh, I mean, it was not the first year that uh, this Latvian, Latvian kind of... Uh, men went to the Sweden to plant it was like seventh or tenth year so they are still going there and uh, one year they sent me the picture of the real beer just uh, yeah. like near n- next to them but they were driving a car and it was like wow okay we <laughs> should do it again <laughs> yeah. just to experience yeah. that but uh, you mentioned only men that's where I got from this as well yeah. women can yeah, do that but, uh, yeah, of course, but it's uh, again you need to understand that there's like seventy six. Like yeah. you can you can take I don't know plants. Uh, in one box there is one hundred twenty eight plants, so it's like uh, the weight is approximately I don't know maybe uh, maybe five to ten kilos. Uh, oh, okay, maybe less. And uh, under that bag, imagine the backpack. You can put yeah. uh, something like from ten to. 25 once i i think i reached my maximum it was like three th- 32 boxes but wow. uh that's mm-hmm. you need to be really careful because it can later give you know some bad consequences and oh, <laughs> it's not yes. needed wow but yeah i mean but that was also... great money that was great money and experience yeah so definitely recommend mm-hmm. i mean i guess that also changed uh, or like maybe helped uh, within your tennis career made it a little bit easier didn't it <laughs> Just to understand that maybe uh, tennis is a little bit easier than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the, the story about tennis, actually, it started just after that trip because uh, I was playing, oh. uh, like, let's say professionally football for like 12, 13 years. I was mm-hmm. like playing it like pro- professionally in my hometown. And then like our team kind of, I went to the summer work, uh, you know, and our team just, uh, I would say, disappeared because you know everyone get into high school and said okay do you want to do uh it uh, more professionally do you want to play in in let's say i don't know bundesliga do you want to play in <laughs> latvian like uh the primary league and i said to mm-hmm. myself i guess no i want to like you know more put myself in studies and this is where the tennis came from because when you start to do sports and as a team sport you you still need a sport so Mm-hmm. And uh, back back in the days, I was trying a lot of different tennis. Uh, or I was do- trying different sports. And I remember I came like I was nine years or ten years old. Came to tennis practice. Uh, I took uh, a trainer gave a racket, and I never gave it back. And then <laughs> after you know ten years, I returned and I said, "This is the same racket, but now I want to you know what can I achieve? Let's say during the next two years." And mm-hmm. basically, the football really helped because because uh, by the end of the day, it's it's a lot of running, and I was really passionate uh, to run, and I really loved the you know this ball feeling that you mm-hmm. need to you know hit and and play hard and keep pushing. So yeah, and and by these next two years, basically 
I I participated in youth uh, championship in Latvia, so I closed, let's say, top twenty at least in youth. But uh, that Amazing. that was okay for two years. Uh, I mean, you know the same. You 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 know definitely how hard this is, is still to get that level, and what yes, how much years does it take? And 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 then basically, yeah, I started as well in university. Came came to Riga, started play tennis here, and uh, yeah, still still playing, but let's say not so professionally. And uh, but I I actually uh, have played, let's say, with the people who are now as well as as you traveled to to US to the college. And for me, I was like always like looking, oh, would if I would be younger, I would definitely have this college experience and I would definitely go full in. But you know, when you come from the smaller city you you kind of do not know what's what's uh, mm-hmm. what's behind and what's what what is possible and what's not so yeah i so, mean yeah. i totally understand and um i just also want to say that for men exactly it's a little bit harder than for women to get scholarships or um, actually to go to america uh, because i wasn't the greatest tennis player whatsoever i was uh, like i would say like in somewhere in the middle but uh, I somehow just, I don't know, I pushed myself to do all these tests and uh, just practice and like maybe even do the best marketing I could have done for the videos I sent to school. But um, <laughs> um, yes, I wanted to say something with this, but I think just like uh, for men, it's a little little bit tougher. And uh, But seeing where you are right now and that you are playing with all these athletes, that's also incredible. I saw that recently you were in uh, Vilnius or like, uh, or I might be wrong. Yeah, was... yeah, you're right. You're right. You're correct. So yeah, the, the truth is that, uh, you know, the company where I'm currently working is like financial uh, startup cabin. So it's like payment infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But uh, the catch was like uh, the first week I remember, um, like owner told me, uh, we know that you play tennis, but actually, you know, we are here as well playing tennis. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what a culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine like uh, I've been like last five years and, and basically companies where nobody's playing tennis mm-hmm. and everyone wants to start, you know, and now you are. And, and, and then it, it appears that um, like you are in the same team with the Lithuanian champion, like like literally Lithuanian junior champion, uh, who played in in Davis, Davis Cups as well, and uh, Julius Trajonas, and, mm-hmm. and so and and he is basically in uh, as well in like ATP, like top top thousand. Still, still, that's that's a big thing. Imagine mm-hmm. like top thousand. And then uh, I remember our first kind of you know match. Of course, uh, he he won, but that was a amazing experience because. Uh, still, uh, that was the let's say first time I experienced such amazing joy of of the game because you see uh, how how the how the person is playing and and the level of tennis I would say uh, compared maybe even in Lithuania now is really booming because when I first uh, went to the tennis courts I see like a lot of you know action people are playing a lot like you cannot even now you cannot reserve uh, let's say any any free slots like there is no free slots for mm-hmm. for a court and and that's interesting and you know our culture started uh, you know the the founder said okay we need to have a tennis training like like available for everyone and appears like many people have played tennis sometime before when they were kids and now we are playing and that's i think amazing way of how create you know synergy between team members and uh, just 
it, it gives uh, another results to, to the work because yeah the tennis tennis level is is really amazing because i worked as well in estonia right um, mm -hmm. just just when the pandemic started and uh, i was uh, like nobody like uh, I, I i knew at that moment didn't play the tennis so mm -hmm. and even now so it, it was a bit harder even you're i don't know work working in Tallinn or tartu but it's a bit different mindset so i see Lithuanians are really now, let's say, going to, towards that direction. And uh, yeah, maybe at some point uh, they will surpass, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, even Latvians. I think maybe at, at some some men, men, let's say, ATP levels, they are already doing that because they have this uh, Barenkis and his, mm -hmm. his as well, I think. Yeah, I agree with you 100% about that. And also you make it just by you just by listening to your story it made me so so happy because it sounds like you uh, you and your work uh, it's like match made in heaven <laughs> because I haven't heard any stories well where you have this um, culture of with, where sports also you know is included that's uh, Truly, truly. Yeah, that's, that's that's really strange. Imagine like you are playing tennis, and it's like uh, the tennis. Like the perception is that it's actually, I mean, expensive sport. But I mm -hmm. would not say from this angle, because actually tennis can and is accessible to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. You can you can rent a court in the summer. It doesn't cost much. You know, it's still it's still better than uh buy some alcohol or i don't know cigarettes <laughs> and play tennis because because the because the hour of the tennis that you play you will you will feel it um that you know all the muscle groups are working and it gives another joy and then when i started as well like coaching you know uh, smaller kids or let's say parents that want to start i feel how the people you know enjoy the sport and what it for them it means to psychologically relax and this mm -hmm. the sport is teaching you to be focused because you know the tennis is let's say not a team 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 sport when you can rely on each other but tennis is about you so how you know yourself better and how you overcome some difficulties so i think this is a this is an incredible sport and um yeah, it's of course maybe in some winter season it, it might get expensive, given mm -hmm. in let's say our our country mm -hmm. um, the pricing. But uh, if you look like a summer sport, I think you definitely everyone should try it at least mm -hmm. once. Yeah, at least definitely. try. Yeah, and this is also very educational. So thank you for mentioning that. And um, just something I wanted to add up to, uh, to this, um, what you just said. Uh, also traveling you know uh, with tennis you can travel and make a lot of uh, networkings and uh, just become much more open-minded with that that's something that created me me as a person I would say you as a person as well and um, just like maybe shifting a little bit topics how would you say traveling has changed your life uh, well uh, really great question uh, I would say the traveling you know, I, I started uh, first time, let's say, travel really much uh, with with my family already back maybe when I was like 14, uh, 15. Uh, but then like somehow we stopped, you know, high school sports and no, no time for traveling, you know, those competitions. And then mm -hmm. uh, again, when I get back to this mobile business and let's say product, product management, uh, I felt that in order kind of as well to succeed in your your profession itself you need to meet uh, different people different cultures mm -hmm. and 
I mean, in, in Latvia still we have, let's say, uh, not so many cult- cultural adaptations here. So for me, it was really important to understand what do other people feel because you work, I worked mainly with different developers from different countries, let's say Thailand, Estonia, Brazil, US. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, I needed to understand some kind of path, how we can be united. And uh, my traveling started before the pandemic. So it was like Estonia at first, then, you know, some Sweden, Germany, and so on. Uh, and uh, what what's the funniest moment? I remember I was uh, sitting sitting uh, in a hotel. Yeah, I think it was even in, in Lithuania, uh, 2020, uh, just January. And, you know, it was all, all the news about, about COVID just getting mm-hmm. started. And uh, so two months passed and I remember uh, like the borders between Latvia and Lithuania were closing so I needed to make uh, make way back home just just the last day the last bus the last minute so So, but uh, yeah I mean meeting new people is always amazing meeting and understanding them going you know out understanding uh, how they are creating what they are doing uh, what um, what they are passionate about yeah even even if it's not the same thing that you are because because mm-hmm. it's uh, it gives you to the life another personality uh, perspective mm-hmm. and believe me or not you later you know how to find the common language when you are working with them yeah at least for like specific kind of specific maybe from specific countries so that really helped me and uh, i always now when i try to go traveling I first I look to the let's say my kind of prof- professional uh, lifestyle to to the mobile app world in that particular country how users react how users behave with their own phones what do they you know use as a applications mm-hmm. and then how how they are responding to different situations so I really love to watch people you know not not stalking but I mean just watching <laughs> the way how they are you know living so I think yeah. it's uh, amazing and then you can bring back something you can reuse that knowledge and uh i don't know in in the in the future it might give you a greater greater benefit or greater good so yeah oh 100% very well said and uh, is there any specific place that you truly truly love like uh, location wise that you have visited yeah want to go back uh, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, always uh, like the 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 home moment is always important. Uh, so mm-hmm. I mean, my hometown. Uh, but uh, but let's say if we are looking even even more, uh, I really love this. Let's say Scandinavian uh, atmosphere or environment. I really mm-hmm. love when you know the hills meet with the water. So I would yes. say I, I've mm-hmm. been traveling Finland, I've been traveling Sweden, Norway uh, a lot, and I really love the fjord. Uh, let's say one of of the trips. So I mean, it it gives the energy. So definitely, maybe somewhere somewhere there, uh, mm-hmm. even maybe go back to the Bergen and just just feel again connected with all the nature but uh yeah definitely uh, i i i need to explore even more i haven't been in let's say in latin america in america so i need to definitely explore that path but something is saying to me that uh another kind of place like uh let's say fulfillment could be somewhere in japan because i've been mm-hmm. really 
let's say last five years thinking about going to Japan, but during the COVID there, you, you cannot go. They are really isolating everyone. It's really tough to be there, but so, so yeah, maybe after the pandemic, definitely Japan is, is on the list. So. Yeah, I'm wishing you that. That's that's one of my bucket list places as well. I really I want to go to Fiji as well. So <laughs> Fuji, sorry, Fiji. <laughs> but um, why did I ask you this question? Is uh, because I have another upcoming question, which is: uh, Is there anything you regret not doing while being, let's say, in fjords, for example, or like maybe? You were in that specific place, but you just realized that you could have done maybe something much more or just experience wise. Yeah, uh, good question. I mean, uh, the fjords was uh, not like me, myself and I, I was like <laughs> the family. So maybe I would I would definitely go now just uh, with somebody, maybe with the friends and kind of enjoy it. Uh, I don't know, the hiking myself, just what because uh, because every single even if you go to the same place every single new year like every year you will think differently mm-hmm. like it's totally different and i would say maybe i would uh, experience uh, some more kind of activities like i don't know just parachuting somewhere you know and seeing this beauty you know what you see because because it would be really fun i mean something something more active because you know uh usually the traveling and, and you definitely should agree to this the traveling is you go there uh usually people like are traveling for maybe the food for for walking to see mm-hmm. see the architecture and so for me architecture is also important but um <laughs> the food is as well important so maybe you know <laughs> If you remove that, then then you need to do something active instead. So, hundred so, yeah. percent. Yeah, um, we're gonna slowly wrap this um, episode, but uh, so I just want to ask you one thing: Where are you currently located? Oh, that's uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, <laughs> I'm located between between Vilnius uh, and Riga because let's say last last couple of three weeks i spent in vilnius now i'm back to riga so it's uh, i would say constant traveling and uh, what's interesting i just uh, counted how much did i travel for like uh last six months or something with the car because i really love to go with the car never go by bus i really love enjoy this this moment mm-hmm. of car driving and long distancing uh, i traveled like around like 20 25k something like that so it's it's huge during the the six months yeah that's that's big Oh wow! Indeed, it is. But um, okay. I would like... say I, I am. I I would say I am citizen of uh, of the Baltics. Yeah, because <laughs> at, at one point I was definitely the citizen because I was going from Riga to Tallinn, from Riga to Tartu, from Riga to Vilnius, right? So, mm-hmm. and that's 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 how I spent uh, everything. But yeah, we also... I like to be on the move. We also, I think, just found the name of this episode. <laughs> so this is awesome. The yeah, the citizen of Baltics. Um, um, but what would you say, just to uh, my last question to you, uh, what is like the best takeaway from uh, living abroad? Because you're just 24 and I'm currently like in Switzerland. I'm why I'm just saying only 24. People here, they're in their thir- late 30s and uh, they are living with flatmates and, you know, you have the, your whole life in front of your eyes. And uh, yes, what would be like one takeaway uh, from living abroad? Yeah, uh, I would say 
definitely meeting new people because even if it's not work related i mean i I see like in baltics we are a bit maybe shy Mm -hmm. to kind of go to the person and ask hey how are you feeling today even if you do not know him or her so i would say the main takeaway is try to get back to this reality after like let's say post-pandemic that you need to somehow meet new people, not through the social life, but through the real life and, and to try to connect it. Because uh, the connections by the end of the day matters. You are creating the offline version of the Facebook or metaverse or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I think for me, it, it was always important. And the next takeaway is definitely try different coffee shops because uh, <laughs> I started... I love that. I started, yeah. yeah, I started to to kind of look uh, towards this coffee coffee business how it's made and i think it's great experience to visit those and really ask those people how what how they are doing the things here yeah so and and you then kind of you can understand you can create your own map uh, i don't know some notes and maybe later create i don't know a podcast for coffee coffee mm. lovers and something like that so <laughs> who knows even coffee shop maybe in riga you know yeah yeah interesting well fair enough and uh, i think uh, this already has been very interesting episode with you uh, especially the very beginning story about planting the trees i think that's something uh, that's probably one of the coolest experiences that you have had um, but um, i'm wishing you all the best with your goals and dreams thank you so 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 much for your stories um, i'm gonna list all of your uh, little successes down and please guys go check uh, out his Elvis profile and and uh, yes we're so grateful we had you on this episode so thank you so much yeah thank and... you Gerda for amazing questions and that you are really <laughs> let's say connecting us uh, everyone here that that are as a listeners as a, let's say speakers uh, are, are connected you know I feel like that mm-hmm. uh, even now I'm connected with 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 you from you are now in Switzerland I'm now in Riga so we are I mean still using the online mode but uh, mm-hmm. you know the countries are connected so I hope this this connection you know gives uh, better good to everyone and uh, amazing new ex- experiences in different oh, countries sure. yeah, very well said and really really well said so thank you thank you so much again elvis and uh, who knows we might meet in another episode so um thank you again and we'll see you guys in another episode Bye bye <laughs>